we're going to go back and, and recap because you need to know what you already have. You got a treasure on the word called podcast, a treasure. And everything I've been teaching on this series is, is on their one-hour tapes, free for you to listen to. All right. Now, that get a lot of big hands because that's big-time stuff. All right. Now, let's go to today's message. We're going to go to the book of Ephesians, and uh, today we're going to keep it simple. From the book of Ephesians, my job is to make sure that you are taught the Word of God because that's why so many people are in the situation they're in. Because they are not being taught the Word of God. They are being given something to believe in, but they are not taught the Word of God. My job is to bring you to the Word called understanding. God starts you off with the principal thing. It's wisdom. The Bible told you in one verse, somebody can give me that verse, wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4, 7. Okay, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get understanding. Can you put that one verse on the screen for me there? I just want to make sure that that's, that's working properly. Get a chance to... Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal thing means first. That's why when you go to the school, you look for the principal because he's first, all right? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get understanding. What word did he leave out? Knowledge. And so you have to understand. To get understanding, you got to first God give you wisdom, but you got to get to a place to understand it. So the only way you can do is, I got to give you knowledge. That's why the Bible said in, in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not wisdom, not understanding, knowledge. Because you cannot get to understanding until somebody give you knowledge. And you are taught, you are taught the knowledge of the word. All right, that's how you get to understanding. If you believe in something, my job is to say, how do you come to that conclusion? See, if most people don't actually pass anything. If I believe in the gospel of grace, then I ought to be able to tell you how I came to that conclusion. And if I can't do that, why, do you, why is that your doctrine? Because the people in church need to know what we believe here to be saved. And then people need to know why Pastor Crump don't want to baptize. Why Pastor Crump do not do Passover? Because that's all it is, modern day Passover. Bread on the table, drink the wine, eat the bread, modern day Passover. But why we don't do that here? Why do we don't want to baptize here? Because we are following the Apostle Paul ministry, the man who wrote the whole New Testament, three-fourths of it anyway. All right, we're not following Peter James. Let, let, me, let me just give you my subject first. All right, let's just do that first. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, which we ought to be there by now. Uh, and we want to learn through 6. Ephesians chapter 3. And we want to look at verse 1, 2, 3. All right, we're going to look at 1 through 6. We're going to be teaching this whole chapter but I want to just show you my subject today. Start with verse number one. I'm going to come back to your camera, sir. 
Verse number one, Ephesians chapter three, verse one. For this cause, Paul says, the prisoner of our Lord Jesus Christ, who for watch this, for you Gentiles. Paul, for you Gentiles. All right, my voice, don't mess with my voice. All right, and verse number two says, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you. Watch what Paul said. God gave me grace to give you. He didn't give me works. He gave me grace to give the Gentiles. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote in the few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. What is Paul giving us? His knowledge in the mystery of Christ. What does he want to do? Bring us to the word called understanding. And verse 5 said, which none of the, in other ages was not made known, other dispensations, it was not made known unto the sons of man as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Ghost. This is what the Holy Ghost gave to the, gave to the, to the church, the body of Christ. That the Gentiles, should be number one, fellow heirs. Number two of the same body, which is the body of Christ, and also partakers of the promise, which is the Holy Ghost, in Christ, how? By the gospel. So we're going to talk about today the purpose of the gospel of Christ. The purpose. I'm giving you why I preach the gospel of Christ and I'm standing Nothing else to preach. I'm going to show you in the Word of God when you go into a church preaching something else. Let me show you what God says. In the New Covenant, there's nothing else you're supposed to be preaching. The purpose of the gospel of Christ. I want everybody to say that with me. The purpose of the gospel of Christ. Now, the word purpose means the original intention. What did God have on his mind when he gave the gospel of Christ to the Apostle Paul? What is the purpose? God is giving you the why. Why did he give us, the Gentiles, the gospel of Christ? The only way we can be a part of God's plan for us becoming sons of God there was no other way to do it but give us grace. Because he could not give us the law, he was ending that. So he had to give us grace. He had to give us his favor. So let's, let's look at this. Now, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to back up, and then I'm going to come back up. So first of all, this came, I'm going to go back to tape 109. 110, 110, 111, 112. I taught you on the dispensation of grace. That's what I taught you. The dispensation of grace. Now, under the Apostle Paul ministry, we don't baptize. L let me show you that. 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 17. See, Paul is just leaving people who was teaching 
baptism. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that's all they're talking about. Why? Because only John the Baptist has been baptized. So now here come Paul and said, God, put me in the ministry. Now I want you to put down a verse that as soon as I get caught up, that's the only verse I want to give you is Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 6. So here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul is going through talking to them about baptism. And then he comes to the conclusion in verse number 17 is where we want to go. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. Watch what they're going to say. Read. For Christ sent me not to baptize. Say it again. For Christ sent me not to baptize. So if you're going to follow the apostle Paul, then the number one thing is why you baptize. Now remember, this Bible told me, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, if I'm following Paul, I can't be water baptized. I can't be breaking bread on the, on the, and call it the, the Passover. See, that's, that's, why, that's called tradition and religion of men. The apostle Paul said, I used to do that. When I get to Galatians, I'm going to show you. So he says, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. The apostle Paul preached. It was the gospel of Christ. What is it called? The gospel of Christ. Thank, thank you, sir. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made a non-effect. Now, if Paul says now, if I use wisdom of words, I'm going to make the cross of Christ a non-effect. He called water baptism the wisdom of words. Otherwise, if I water baptize, then the cross would lose its power. So you can see why people are not effective in their churches for as people knowledge of being saved because they want to water baptize so the people's like well well why do we need to baptize or why pastor don't baptize why are we baptizing he baptizing now what what need to happen is this somebody need to not put pastor crump down but they should say, brother, let's do something. Maybe the man right. Why don't we meet with him and find he telling us we're not right. And my point is, who are you following? In the Bible, who are you following? Because if you following Paul, Paul just got through saying. Christ sent me not to baptize, because if I baptize and then try to preach Christ, I'm going to make the gospel or the cross of none effect. Because the next verse in verse 18, he says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that prayer is foolishness, but unto us which are saved. It is a power of God. So you don't want to lose no power here. And if you preach the cross and water baptized, then you're losing power somewhere. When you add something to the gospel, you're losing power. You are falling from grace. 
So if you're going to preach Christ, you just got to preach Christ. And if it doesn't say death, burial, and resurrection, it's not the gospel of Christ. See, you just can't preach he died because you never told anybody why he died. So that's why then you have to tell people what happened to him after he died. Well, he was buried. Well, most, when you teach something that death, resurrection, you don't have no, I can show you a place in the Bible, it talked about they believe in Christ's death and resurrection. It doesn't say nothing about burial. See, you don't, you, that's not the gospel. The gospel is Christ was in, the, was in the grave three days and three nights. And then he gave us, Israel, he gave them a sign. He said, that's only one sign. As Jonah was three days and three nights. So that's why we do not celebrate Good Friday. Because what the churches that are teaching Good Friday are saying, Christ died on Good Friday. Anybody that you ever hear teach Good Friday are saying, Christ died on Good Friday. And then they'll turn around and say, he rose on Sunday. Now, brother, if you die on Friday and you rise on Sunday, that's not three days. But see, people hear it, and they hear it all the time, and they still go to Good Friday service. Oh, what's, what's, what's so good about Good Friday? And then they say, well, you know, he died. Now, wait a minute. See, you, you, don't, you just picked up something from somebody else, and you want God to bless that. God not going to bless that. Now, everything I'm telling you, I used to do. But God delivered me from that ignorance. See, that's Paul, that's Paul's message. See, Paul's message is to deliver you from ignorance. Because I believe what people are doing, they're just ignorant of it. Because they church teach that. And who put you in that place, preach that. And if you don't, you're going to lose your job. So why Paul, why Paul preached Christ? Because it's the power of God. That's the next thing I gave you. I gave you the dispensation of the grace of God. Then I gave you the washing of regeneration. And I showed you in Titus 3 and 5, let's go to Titus 3 and 5, the washing of regeneration. And if, if God already washed you, then what are you doing water baptizing? And then you got believers, believers saying this in the churches. I don't want you to say that here. We used to say that. We don't say that no more. I've been born again. Because you don't even know what you're saying. We were all born again at the cross. See, you go over to John chapter number 3, and you talk to Nicodemus. The only place he talked to Nicodemus about born again. So people come into church and say, are you born again? Look at Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Just one verse. Let's read now. You, this is how you would say, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he did what? All right, he saved me. Well, when did he save you? At the cross. How long ago that has been? 
2,000 years ago on 2031. 2031, it'll be 2,000 years ago. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved, past tense, saved us. And then he told you how he saved you. By the washing of, read, read. How? By the washing of regeneration. And what else did he do? And renewing of the Holy Ghost. So he had to wash us with his blood and then give us the Holy Ghost. Say that with me. He washed me with his blood. Then he gave me the Holy Ghost. So the owner, you couldn't get the Holy Ghost until God washed you. So that's why you can't say, I've been born again. Listen, we have been born again, but 2,000 years ago. So that's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creature, a new creation. If you're a new creature, a new creation, that's what it means, right? Well, if God made you a new creation, that's what it means by born again. So you don't get born again. You can receive the new birth. You can receive the Holy Spirit when you believe Christ's death, and resurrection. All right? Now, the washing of regeneration. Say that with me. The washing of regeneration. Right. The washing of regeneration. That means that God washed me. He washed our sins away. See? He washed me with his own blood. Come on, say he washed me. He washed my sins away. Verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved me. And he told you how he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now watch what he's going to tell you when he did it. Next verse. Next verse. Which he shed. Come on, let's read that verse 6. Which he shed on us abundantly. How? Oh, he did it through Jesus Christ on the cross. Because Jesus Christ is not here now. So he's, he washed us with his own blood through Jesus Christ. And when he washed us, what did he do to us in verse 7? That being justified by his what? Nothing we've done. Now how many know God justified us? What does that mean? He made me righteous. Now if God made me righteous... Why do I need to confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart God raised Jesus from death? See, you never see nothing about no death, death and burial. Listen to what it says. Romans 10, 9 and 10 say, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from death, then not say nothing about no death or no burial. And then it says, you shall be saved. Now, since we talk about, look, go to Romans 10 on your cam, on your screen. Romans 10, 9, 10. But I want, I want to show you what gospel it is. Most people never know what gospel they're preaching. That is the gospel that Jesus Christ preached. Romans chapter 10. And verse 9 and verse 10. We're going to start right there. Because 
most people don't see what gospel is preaching. They're just going by what the man says. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10. That's where we are right there. Come on, read with me now. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. What, now, what are you saying when you say, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus? What did that say? If you confess that Jesus is Lord. I want you to know what you're saying. If you confess Jesus is Lord. Everybody understand what, you, what they're saying? All right. Uh, say it with me. If they confess Jesus is Lord. Right. Now, let's read verse 9 again. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus Lord, and shall believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Can't you see why you don't have no dying, no burial there? That's not the gospel of Christ. Let's see what it is, though. Verse number 10, read. For with the heart man believe on the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, oh, we, 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 we're reading what the scripture says. Now, the gospel of Christ is not what the scripture says. Because write it down, Romans 16, 25. The gospel of Christ was kept secret. When I read this, when I began, I said it was kept secret and it was revealed. So that means that you can't find the gospel of Christ in the Old Covenant. You can find the gospel, but it's all mysteries. And Christ came and preached the mysteries. Paul gave you the revelation of the mystery. So watch what he says in verse number 10 again. For with the heart man believe on the righteousness. Well, I just thought that when I read to you the verse before here, let me ask you a question. What did I read to you before here? No, I, I, read, I read something else before I came to Romans 10, 9, and 10. I, I can hear, but I can't hear but one point. Titus 3. Titus 3 told you in verse 7 how you were justified. Now, it told you what he'd done to you in verse 5 and 6, but verse 7 told you how, go back to Titus 3 and 7. See, I told you how you were justified, then I come right over here and show you another, so, what somebody else say you're justified and you don't get it. See, my job is to bring you to understanding. Titus chapter 3, we're going to look at the screen together. In verse number 7, read, that being justified how? By his grace. So if you're justified by grace, it's what he did. Come on, by grace is not what you do. Through faith is what you do. Being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So there he say you were justified by grace. If I go to Romans, go to Romans 3.25. Now hold your finger right here at Romans 10. See, you got to understand. My point is you got to understand. And that's what happens with people they don't understand. Romans chapter 3, and let's start reading with verse 21. We're going to read on the screen together. I'm, I'm going to turn with you. Romans 3, 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is man. Wait a minute. So the righteousness of God really is a person. All right. 
the righteousness of God without the law is what? Only somebody was manifested with John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh, a manifest. Being witnessed by the Lord and the prophet. So the Lord and the prophet already witnessed the righteousness of God, because that's Jesus Christ. Keep going. Even the righteousness of God, which is how? By faith of Jesus Christ, unto all, upon all them that what? So the only thing they had to do is believe. Romans 10 says you had to confess with your mouth and believe. You had to believe, for there's no difference. Keep going. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Keep going. Verse 24, what I want. Justified freely by, again, he told you how you were justified. You were justified by grace. If I'm justified by grace, grace is what he did. So the Bible said, for by grace you are saved. That's 2,000 years ago. That's what he did. I was justified freely by his grace, but I was justified through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. That word redemption means the forgiveness of the precious blood. Next verse. Whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. All right, let's go back to Romans 10 and verse 10. He told you right there you were justified by grace. Well, Romans chapter 10 is telling you something else. It can't be talking to you. Romans chapter 10, and when you get there, say amen. All right, Romans chapter 10, and we want to look at verse 10 again. Read, for with the heart man believe on the righteousness. Now, with the heart man believe on the righteousness, but watch what it adds. And with the confession... The, the mild confession is made on the salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. All right, keep going. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is reaching to all them that what? So here you got to call upon his name. Keep going. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. See, you got to call on the name to be saved. I say you got to call on the name to be saved on this teaching. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So you got to have a preacher. Under this ministry, you don't have to have a preacher. You have to have somebody who, who's a, who can testify, who knows the story. All right. Verse 15. Here we go. How shall they preach? See, that's what I need you to read. I know you like to look, but you don't like to read. I'm trying to change that here. Come on, read. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are them that preach what? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach what? Wait a minute. They're talking about the gospel peace. I'm not talking about the gospel peace. See, the gospel peace was preached to Israel. See, that's what Romans 10 talk about is the gospel of peace. Keep reading. He says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. All right, now let's go back to Acts chapter 10. See, you got you to know the word. If you don't know the word, that's where you'll end up. And then you get mad because you think you got it. 
when somebody tell you you don't have it, then you, you got a problem. But we can, we can sit down and show you you don't have it. Acts chapter 10. We're going to go to verse 36. Now, we know in verse 30, go to verse 34, because Peter's preaching. And I'm showing you that's what he's preaching to you, and he's going to tell you something. Go to Acts, Acts 10, 34. Are you there? There we go. Read. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God no respect of person, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted of him. So we know this is not that because this is working righteousness. Keep going. The word which God sent to the children of Israel. Now I'm giving you what God gave them. It was the gospel of peace. Here we go. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching what? Preaching what? Peace by Jesus Christ. That's what they preach. That he's the Lord of all. They preach it peace. And I'm going to show you. Read it again, verse 37. Keep going. That word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea, begin from Jerusalem for the baptism which John preached. So John preached baptism. So why are we still preaching baptism when John the Baptist preached baptism? Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that all those with oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now that was the gospel they preached, was the word of peace. They had to preach peace. Now, what what is peace? Go to Romans 14. Go to Romans 14, 17. What were they really preaching? There he just said he's preaching peace. Well, what gospel? The gospel of peace. Well, what gospel is that? Romans chapter number. I'm sorry, Romans 14, 17. I didn't give you the verse. I'm sorry. Romans 14, 17. I thought I gave it to you. All right, verse 17. Are you there, Romans 14, 17? All right, let's read. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but right. What, what the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is one of the gospels. We know that because Jesus and, jo and John, I'm sorry, Matthew 4, 23. Put that down. Matthew 4, 23. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. See, the gospel of the kingdom is peace. See, that's what people are preaching. That's why in Romans 10, he's talking about righteousness, then he's talking about peace. Why? You're talking about the gospel of the kingdom. Romans chapter 4, uh, 14 and verse 17. I'm waiting to read. Here we go. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, that's the gospel of the kingdom. Let's go back to Matthew 4.23. See, you got, when you go to a church, you got to know what you believe. So you got to know what the guy's preaching. Because if you are preaching the gospel of peace, you cannot be saved in the, in the dispensation of grace. In the dispensation of grace, you're not getting saved. See, that's the thing. And people are getting saved every Sunday. We, we, I, I've been born again. I got born again three weeks ago. No, no, no. You. Salvation took place 2,000 years ago. Now, you might receive salvation. Only, only if someone preaches you the gospel of Christ. 
See, that's what I'm going to show you. You cannot receive God's salvation if I don't preach to you the gospel of Christ. Now, you, you watch how many people are going to church. That's all I can say they're doing. All right, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Matthew 4 and verse 23. Are you there? Read with me. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue and preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom. Right, and doing what? And healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. See, that's what people are preaching. That's why most of their songs would be Jesus, Jesus, because they're preaching the gospel of the kingdom. All right? People not getting saved, they're getting healed. So you got to see what's going on. I'm not against healing, but I want you saved. I want to make sure you say. All right, now let's go into the Ephesians chapter 3. I want you to write down three things because what I said to you, you cannot receive your salvation unless you sit on a man of God who preaches you the gospel of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6. I'm giving you the purpose of the gospel of Christ. Now give me you the purpose of yours. If you're preaching something different, give me the purpose. What's the purpose of it? Praise God. Everything God does, he has a purpose. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 7, verse 6. Are you there? All right, you got to have this because I'm getting ready to give you the purpose. There are three purposes of why Paul preached the gospel of Christ. Here we go, verse 6. That the Gentile should, should be number one. Straight out, put that in your notes. Number one to make the Gentiles fellow heirs. You cannot become a fellow heir of the New Testament unless you hear and someone preach to you the gospel of Christ. You cannot become a fellow heir. You hear people saying, well, we are heirs of God. No, no, if you don't sit on the pastor and preach you the gospel of Christ, you cannot become a fellow heir. All right, number one, you got fellow heir, should have that by now. Next, of the same body. So you want to put down there, of the same body, parenthesis, body of Christ. You cannot become a part of the body of Christ unless someone preached to you the gospel of Christ. See, this is not a game. You cannot do what you want to do, one just as good as the other, attitude, See, you got to understand what somebody preached to you. Number three, partaker of the Holy Ghost. That's what you want to put down. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit if I don't preach to you the gospel of Christ. No other gospel has the power to give you the Holy Spirit if I don't preach to you the gospel of Christ. Three things the gospel of Christ make you is fellow heirs. Number two, put you in the body of Christ. Number three, make you partake of the Holy Ghost. And the last part of that verse told you how. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. It's said by Paul's gospel. See, that's what I like about Paul. He told you his gospel. He's not ashamed of his gospel because it's the power of God, Romans 1, 16, unto everyone that believes, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. 
Now let's go and show you Galatia. That's what I told you we're going to go to, Galatians chapter 1. All right? We're going to go there first, then we're going to go back and show you these three verses that I gave you. Because you cannot be a fellow heir without the gospel. You cannot be in the body of Christ without the gospel. You cannot be partaker of the Holy Ghost without the gospel. That's why when you read Paul's writing, these are the things you're going to find in his writing. So we're going to go to back up to Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Now watch what, watch what the apostle Paul says when he found out somebody else was preaching something else. See, people think Pastor Crump is real hard. I'm not hard. You listen to Apostle Paul. You listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. They said to Jesus, they told Jesus that Herod was looking for him. And he said to them, you go tell that fox. Now, if I said that, people put me off air. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. He said, I do kill today and tomorrow, and the third day I will be perfected. That's what you tell him, okay? All right, are you here? Are you listening to me? All right, Galatians 1 and verse 6, read it. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you. What did he call you? Into the grace of Christ. That's what God called you. People are not coming because they don't believe. But that's the only place God's calling you. Jesus said, many are called, few are chosen. So you, I, do, I did a teaching on that. Gentiles were called. Jews and Greek also were called. But also, there was a people who was the 144,000, I just say it that way. They were already chosen. All right? They were called the elect. All right? Now, let's keep going. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. See, God called all of us to Door Faith Christian Church or somewhere where they are preaching to you the gospel of Christ. But people don't want to go because you've been bewitched. You've been deceived. Because if somebody told me that what I was preaching right now is wrong. Then I would say, well, can you show me that I'm wrong? Because I don't want to be wrong. And if somebody know I'm wrong, tell me so I can preach something else. Religion won't let you do that. Because religion now has become your master. Think I'm lying? Go try to get somebody saved that's in a religious church. They'll tell you, you ain't saved. And leave me alone. Now, if I tell you you're wrong, and I'm your friend, can't you at least listen to me? No, they've already been bewitched, and they've been told, leave them folk alone. When we was over there on Martin Luther King, they told people, don't come here. We had some people come from their church. And said, we come here to see this crumpf that our pastor told us to stay away from. And you know what happened while they were there? 
All right, keep going. I've had people to tell me, I heard that God heals people when you pray for them. And got healed, went back to their church and died. I'm telling you, over and over and over, because people don't want grace. They want religion. See, they want to be a denomination. That's what they want to be. All right. But watch what Paul says in verse 8. Read with me. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, which we have preached to you, let him be a curse. The word curse means cut off from this earth. Now, is that serious or not? That's your Bible. So if I'm going to a church, I ought to know what I'm being preached. And it better be the gospel of Christ because God says if somebody preach anything else, let them be a curse. Paul, not going to bite his tongue, read it again. Verse 9, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel to you than that which you have received, let him be a curse. Listen to what it says. That you have received. Because all you did was receive it. Let's keep going in verse number 10. For do I persuade men or God? Do I speak to men, uh, speak to please men? If I yet please men, I serve the Christ. Watch what he says. Keep going. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me, watch this, is not after man. Now, you got to ask yourself a question. Who started your denomination? Because if it's after man, somebody started. And I guarantee you celebrates anniversaries, 100 years, 120. And you got your own covenant on the wall. Come on, talk to me. What God is giving you for your doctrine did not start by man. The gospel of Christ was not began by man. I don't care what church you name, if it's not preaching you the gospel of Christ, some man started that church. Nobody's saying that. See, you don't understand, you are in a denomination. You are in a religious society. See, my job is to tell you the truth. Listen to what it says. If any man preach any other gospel than the gospel of Christ, let him be accursed. Watch what it says in verse 10. For do I persuade men or God? Do I speak to please men? For if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Man did not start this. This came from the Lord. I read to you Acts 26, 18, and 19. This was a heavenly vision. Man did not give us this. So man do not know the gospel of Christ, don't understand it, so they start their own denomination. That's what happened. That's where you at. 
You go back and look at your denomination and ask your pastor, how did this denomination start? And you get ready to get kicked out. Show you how to get kicked out of church. I'm getting ready to show you, I'm showing you how you're going to get kicked out of church. When you go back and ask your pastor, how did this start? Did, was this given to us of God? Or did man start it? And they're going to ask you, what did you go to church last Sunday? Who you been talking to? Pastor, I just want to know, did man start this church? Or did God? Because if it's a denomination, man started it. And if you want to know the truth, don't have to ask nobody. You got a phone? Google. Google, who started my church? If you tell Google the name, Google will tell you the person who started it. Ain't no secret. But nobody started the gospel of Christ. Nobody started the gospel of Christ. Nobody started the gospel of Christ. My job is to tell you the truth. You can stay. You're not going to do nothing against me. But my job is to tell you the truth. If you want to serve a religion and a tradition of man, you go right ahead. Because it was started by man. You better go back and check. There are two foundations. There's one built up on the word, and there's one built up on man. Matthew chapter 7, read it sometime. And the one built up on man will come down. And the Bible says, Great shall be the fall of it. I would want to know am I in a denomination? Or I, uh, is, did, God, did man start this church or did God? What I'm preaching, did God give me this for you? Or did a man choose some stuff out the Bible and put it together and gave it to me and started him a church? Now, that's what you want to know? Are you going to do afraid? Don't you want to know how I started? You ought to know why we preach the gospel of Christ. I'm giving you the purpose. Because without the gospel of Christ, you have, number one, no you, are not a, you are not a fellow heir. You are not of the body of Christ. Now, you might be of your denomination, but you're not of the body of Christ. See how serious this is? Because if, if you are not sitting in ministry, that was given to you by God and you're preaching the gospel that was given to the apostle Paul who wrote the Bible and that's not, it's not what your church believe. Somebody else started that church and if I were you, I would want to know. I'm showing you how to get kicked out of church. I'm I'm serious. Because as soon as you start asking, people going to tell you, you need to go find your church, another church. And all you want to know is the truth. Paul says no man started this. No man gave him this message. God gave it to him. 
Let's read it. We're we in uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 again. Are, are you reading with me? All right, verse 11 again. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Man did not give me this. Keep going. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. God, the Holy Ghost, revealed this word to me. Give me, don't give me no patty cake. I don't want no patty cake. The Holy Ghost revealed his word to Paul. That's how we got it in the Bible. My point is, if God already made a tire, why do you need to go out and invent another tire? Why can't you just ride on the tire that's already in the Bible? God gave us, the Gentiles, the gospel of Christ. I read that you had in Ephesians, I'm in, I'm in Galatians now, but in Ephesians chapter 3, when I read that, it says, but give it to me for you. God gave the gospel of Christ to me, Paul said, for you. But man don't want it. They want their own denomination so they can have their own church set up. See, that's why in this church, guess what? You don't have deacons. See, that's, what, that's the whole thing. Because there's no deacon in the New Covenant. Because therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are what? The only reason they chose deacon, if you go to Acts chapter number 6, they chose deacon to feed the widows and the orphans in the big first church. There's no deacon in the New Covenant. See, in the new covenant, you're the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, you are members of a body. See, I'm a member of the body. Right. See, you are a member of the body. I can't specify you and say, you're going to be a deacon to the body. That's what they did in the church at Acts chapter 6. I don't have no time there. If you have a problem with me, come see me. Let's talk. Because the most of the churches that you listen to are religious. They're practicing religion. And they're licensed to practice religion. But this church did not start by me practicing. Paul got his word from the Holy Ghost. And to be a new covenant preacher, you must be handpicked by the Holy Ghost. <coughs> I'll go to that just a minute. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Let's finish this right here. And verse 13, we can't continue. We're in Galatians chapter 1, verse 13. For you've heard of my conversation time past, watch this, when I was in the Jews' religion, See, he's telling you it was the Jews' religion. Why? Because it was ran by Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, and hypocrites. And he was getting ready to be promoted to be the highest officer in the Jewish church, just like Moses. Moses was just about being exalted to be the highest person in Pharaoh's cabinet. And Moses says, but I've just been with the Lord for a while, so I'm going to resist your offer. 
So you got to understand what Moses did. Moses ran until he could find the God that's been dealing with his heart. For you heard of my conversation, my lifestyle in time past, in the Jews' religion. Paul said, confessing, I was in religion. How that beyond measure I persecuted the church. Here are people in religion. When you're in religion, you always will put me down. Because you're in religion. That's why I say, let's reason, brother. The Bible said, come now, brothers. Let's reason together. If you're wrong, talk to me. Don't talk about me. Come talk to me. Let's sit down and talk. I was asked the other day to do a prayer at a funeral. And the person said to me, I want you to do, Pastor, the Old Testament scripture. And I'm going to tell you what I said. But I'm going to keep it to myself. Because here I am, a New Testament man of God, but you want to assign me to read an Old Testament scripture where there is no spirit over a person who is in Christ. See, people don't know what they're doing. Just why everything you have, I don't care if it's a breakfast, I want you to read the Old Testament scripture and I want you to read those and I want you, Reverend, uh, uh, brother, to pray. My question is, why are you still reading the Old Testament Scripture? There's no life. It's not a faith. And you want me to get up and bless the church with this while I shake my coins in my hand, in my pocket. Religion stinks. And it'll make you sick. If you sit on it, it'll make you sick. My job is to tell you the truth. That's why you have so many people are sickly. This is what Paul told them. You are sickly in the church. Why? Because you do not discern the Lord's body. You know nothing, you don't understand the Lord's body. People have never gotten that. So they keep on breaking bread and drinking on the cup. And the hearse keep on rolling. Watch what the Paul says in, in verse number 15. Are you there? We in Galatians chapter 1. Are y'all all right? Okay. I know who with me. And I'm not just talking about you, but I know who with me. You know why? Because I know who sent me. And I know who lives here. And I know who tells me what to do. Just like last night, you're not going to watch this game. Go to bed. See, you got to know who's talking. When he said go to bed, go to bed. But verse 15, but verse 14, he said, I profited in the Jews' religion. In religion, that's what happened. That's all they, uh, most of them trying to do is profit. Most of their message is about getting money. I mean, that. I, had, I saw a guy the other day, he said, you know what? Bless God. I believe God get offended when people don't tithe. Did you hear what I said? 
I said, I believe God get offended when people don't tithe. And tithe is not in the new covenant. See, that's what happened. That's why I gave you 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I'm a New Testament pastor. It's nowhere in the new covenant God told you to tithe. As a matter of fact, you ought to be a cheerful giver. In the, in the new covenant, you ought to be able to give more than tithe. Because you're a cheerful giver. And I know God bless you more than you used to be. Well, see, people, are, people when you come down to giving, you got, you got to have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will tell you what you need to do. Because you're a cheerful giver. But I'm not going to mess with that. But I'm not going to do you like the folk do you in religion. They're going to tell you that's why you're always broke. Because <laughs> you don't give nothing. I'm not going to do you like that. All right, go, go to verse 15. Paul said in verse 14, I was more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my fathers. I, I fell into the same rut that my father was in, and that's a tradition. But verse 15 is where I'm getting to. Are you there? But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother, what is my mother's womb? Israel, tradition and religion. See, that's why people don't realize you were left in that religious church. I'm trying to help you out. Most people in religious churches, their mamas and their daddies and their grandmamas and their granddaddies and their great, 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 grand left you in that church and you don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. God called you into the grace of God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. God called you into the grace of God. We preach the grace of Christ here, the grace of God. You need to find a church that preaches you the grace of God. That's what God called you. You were left where you were. You in tradition, religion, and you're scared to leave. I'm telling you the truth. You know anybody in a religious church, they're scared to leave. You got some church that would tell you to your face, if you leave here, you're going to hell because you are not a member. I feel God in this place. That's what they tell you. And scare, and scare whatever out of you. Now, how does a man tell you that you, you going, if, you, if you don't come to my church, you're going to hell and I fear God? And that's what folks do. They, they scare them. They scare them. So they don't not going nowhere. You know, Pastor, I was thinking about leaving until you said that. Person. Okay. And verse 15, let's read. And when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, Israel, and he called, I, he called me out of religion, tradition. That's what he did. He separated me. As long as you're in religion, tradition, you are not separated. To be in Christ is to be separated. When God put his spirit in you, he put his spirit in you so he can separate you. You can't still be in religion, tradition. You're not separated. That's why he said, come out from among them. You got to be separated from that. 
when people are still in religion, tradition of men and worldly, worldly activity. They've never been separated. They are still a part of the world. That's why they love the world. The Bible says if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Once God gives you the Holy Spirit, you can't come back. You can't stay there. You got to get out. That's why I told you, I'm showing you how to get kicked out of church. Because once you receive the Holy Ghost, you in religion, you coming out of there. You cannot stay there no more. Let me read this last verse. I'm done. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace. Called me by his grace means to call me into the grace of God. To reveal his son in you. God want to put his son in you that I may preach him among the heathen immediately I confer it not with flesh and blood, religious people. I did what God says. I didn't go to Jerusalem. I didn't go to Peter, James, and John. I did what God says. Salvation means I did what God says. When God saved me through his death, and resurrection, come to your camera, sir. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, stand up on your feet. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You're going to please man, you can never serve God. First Corinthians 15, this is salvation. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I, which I preach, not Peter, not James, not John, which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand by which also you are saved. That's what, it, what you have to understand. Not shall be saved, are saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10, it shall be saved. Saved from the wrath to come. We talking about your salvation here. You are saved. By grace you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. That's where most people are. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. What? The gospel of Christ. Christ died for our sins. Christ died for everything is Christ. Romans chapter 10 is what you did. You confess with your mouth. You believe with your heart. You, you, you. I deliver to you first of all that which I also received. I received it. I believed it. What? Christ died for my sins according to the scripture. Christ was buried according to the scripture. Christ rose again from the dead according to the scripture. It's what I believe is my salvation, not what I did. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.